What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Oz Hoopers TV Weekly Drop. Um, big week, um, very interesting week. Um, we're crawling closer to the NBL season. The NBA season starts this week, so we've got a lot to talk about. I'm sure all basketball fans are excited for that. This NBA season is shaping up to be a good one. Um, make sure you guys follow us on all streaming platforms on whatever streaming platform you are listening on and follow us on Instagram at Oz Hoopers TV. Uh, go check out our most recent episode with Rocco Zakarski, a 15-year-old, seven-foot-two, a young guy coming up. Uh, cool episode. Um, we've got another one dropping either tomorrow or the next day. Uh, Kuat Noi, Cairns tie pants forward, um, was scraping the NBL surface. Uh, should be doing it again at the NBA at the end of this season. Um, today we're going to be getting into a lot of NBL news. Um, there's been a few signings. Illawarra has completed their roster. Uh, Perth has signed their third import. Um, there's NBA guys dropping in and out. Uh, big one in Dante Exum. We'll touch on that. Um, the preseason blitz has been announced. Uh, we'll drop our thoughts on that. And then Ben Simmons has finally stepped forward. So we'll get into that later. And then at the end of the episode, we'll drop our questions. How's you been? Been well, man. Freedom week. Freedom so, day is ended to freedom week. And in milestones apparently got 80% now. So they're restricting, sorry, reducing restrictions again. So excited to get back indoors and, and be coaching people again and organizing runs and sessions. And it's been, it's been good. It's been, it's been fun. And, and obviously getting closer to NBL and NBA tip-offs. So preseason going on and yeah, dude, it's, there's a lot going on. I love it. For sure. Um, the NBA schedule has been released. Um, so you can go and look um, on where your team's playing and when. Um, I'm sure all the memberships and stuff are out now, so you can go grab those. A lot of teams do the, the nice little four-game, $100 deal, I think. Um, that's mm -hmm. the one I usually go with. You can pick which games you want to go to. Um, which game are you most excited to see next year? Anything in particular? Or? No, not really, man. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty excited for all of it. I've, I think I've got... I've got vested interest in basically every team yeah. in the in the league in terms of whether it be just someone that I've been following for a while that I'm interested in how they go or someone that I've got a close relationship with that I'm excited for their journey or whatever it might be. So I just want to see kind of how it all unfolds. I mean, the best team win the chip, man. Like I'm ready for it. For sure. I think I've got, I think I've got Perth and Bullets circled on my calendar being a Bullets fan. Um, yeah, that's an obvious one. I think we, when we talked to Vic Law too, he was he was saying there's gonna be a lot of shit talk as well. So yeah. that'd be a good one. But I think literally like every game. That's what I liked about last year too. I feel like the NBA is one of those rare competitions in sport where every game is up for grabs. Like it's you know it's nothing's a guaranteed thing. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it for sure. Um, I'm keen to see how the Jack Jumpers do in their debut as well. Very first game in the comp. We'll see how they do. Um, the NBL jerseys have been released, all new jerseys. Um, what are your thoughts on them? For those who haven't seen, um, they are on most NBL pages. Um, have you taken a look at the jerseys? What's, yeah, your, what's uh, your favorite so far? I mean, I've never been like a, a, a jersey guy or a you know throwback jersey guy that just collects yeah. jerseys and has them all. To be honest, the, a lot of them look pretty similar. Mm -hmm. like, no major, major changes. Um, I, I like all of them. Like they, they're all, like I said, pretty similar color waves to, to normal, and and they, they look pretty good. I if I had to pick one, I think I like the the Kings white one. Yeah, um, I like the Kings home jersey. White one with the purple stripes. Yeah, 
Uh, I like them. It's kind of got that that old school vibe to it. Um, so no, I mean, but all of them are cool and, and they look pretty similar. So yeah, I think I think I like Phoenix. I like Phoenix Phoenix's jerseys. Um, they're pretty cool. But Illawarra, I don't know what I don't know what happened with the Illawarra jerseys. They kind of look like cool. a they, they kind of look like a practice jersey. They got the they got the Hawks riding in an arch, and then they've got the number offset to yeah. the right. It looks kind of weird to me. I don't know. I think it's, it looks it looks more weird because they don't have they don't have the sponsor. Yeah, exactly. Maybe sponsor. they're maybe they're waiting for that. Yeah, so you, you never know what's going to end up happening, and they don't really have a, a logo like you said, just a number. But I mean, I mean, jersey's a jersey. For sure. What's under the jersey is probably a bit more important. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Perth. Big news for Perth fans. They've been waiting for it. They've signed their third import, uh, Michael Fraser. Um, have you seen much of him? What are your thoughts? And have, how does he fit Perth's roster? I have. Um, I think he he's going to be good. He's a he's a you know six three shooting guard. Played pretty well in the in the G League. Sure. Um, you know scores the ball pretty well. Looks like he has a nice stroke. Looks like he's reasonably athletic. Looks well rounded. Like he looks looks in control. Like I I like his game. Um, so I think that's a great signing. Um, and I think he's going to do, he's going to do some damage. Like I think he'll be, it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they go with Cotton, him and Vic Law in terms of just sharing the ball. But he, but he seems like a pretty low maintenance type of guy that can play off the ball pretty well. So yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Let's, I'm, I'm impressed though. It's hard to go off like a lot just off tape that you see in, in a certain completely different circumstance. You can just get a gauge of skill set. It's going to come down a lot to, I guess, the new coach down there, Scott Morrison, and, and how he runs things and, and where he fits in. But but I think it's a great signing and he'll be, you know, upper echelon of plays in the league for sure. Yeah, for sure. For, for people who don't know, uh, Michael Fraser spent the recent, league, recent year in the NBA G League. He averaged 12.8 points, two assists, three boards. Uh, he's a 6'3 shooting guard. So um, uh, they're going to pair him in the front court with, um, in the back court with Bryce Cotton. Mm. Um, yeah. I'm sure Perth know what they're doing. Obviously, one of the most highly praised NBL clubs. Yeah. Um, do you think he's going to be ball dominant? Is he going to take the ball out of Cotton and Vigalor's hands, or is he going to be more of a defensive wing like a Justin Simon? No, I think he's going to be a. I don't think he's going to be ball dominant. Um, I don't think you can be ball dominant with Bryce Cotton on your team. Like you know, for them to be effective, Cotton needs to dominate the ball, and he, he yeah. knows how NBL works, and he's been doing an MVP caliber stuff for for years. So I don't think he's going to be ball dominant. I think he'll come on and find his feet and, and just assist as necessary. Um, supposed to be a pretty good defender. So maybe he might take a little bit more of that role on. I mean, you, you just never know how chemistry is going to go and how it's all going to go down. But one thing for sure is he, he can play and he's quite skilled and he can score the ball in one or two different ways. So it's going to be interesting to see. Perth Wildcats have also signed Matthew Hodgson, uh, Bullets big man. Uh, sad to see him go, obviously, as a Bullets fan. Um, but big pickup for Perth. I think they've found their starting centre. Um, Hodge is going to play well for Perth. We'll see how he goes. Um, he developed really well last year compared to the year before. Um, still young. So we'll see how he goes in Perth. He's going to... That starting lineup now looking like... Scary. Cotton, Cotton, Fraser, Law, Travis, Hodgson. Yeah, they got... Probably what I'm gonna. They got. They got, got Norton off the bench. They got Norton off the bench. They got Travers. Um, start Travers. Yeah. They got Blanchfield coming off, coming back from oh, injury. I'd start Blanchfield on the bench. 
Yeah. Yeah, with that lineup, it's crazy. Um, they're gonna be good. Hodgson's a big signing. I'm surprised he signed so late. Maybe I don't know what, what went wrong, but yeah, you know. I think I think he was meant to go to Europe and then kind of accepted the Perth deal. Okay. Um, Illawarra have signed and completed their roster. They've signed their third import, uh, Xavier Wraith and Mays. Now, there's a little bit of hype when that dropped today. Um, a lot of people kind of talking about it. Um, definitely another person who could um, be competing for the MVP spot. Uh, another talented guard. They, I think he's filled Travis's Trice's shoes. We were discussing that earlier. Um, what are your thoughts on that signing? How does he pair up with Tyler Harvey? Oh, they are... Dude, Illawarra just might have might have jumped in front as favorites with that guy. He's tough. Yeah. I watched the cool. tape of him. Um, and he was he's just devastating, man. Like he's got unlimited range, shifty, crafty, strong, fast, change of speed. Like he's he's really good. I'm really impressed. Yeah. I saw Phil Handy commenting on him as well. Just mm-hmm. saying for pro years, how hard he works, first guy in the gym, last guy to leave type stuff. I know they'd be saying that's about about everybody. Yeah. But I mean, if that's all true, and then based on the tape I saw, he's like you said, MVP potential. It looks like just off the bat. Um, but let's see. Once again, depends on the situation. Depends on how Gold uses him. Him and Harvey together, probably the best backcourt, I'd say. Um, yeah. But, you know, let's see. Let's see how it all goes. For sure. Um, he's a six foot four uh, point guard, shooting guard, nineteen points a game, five assists, and five rebounds in the Romanian league last year. Um, I first heard of him when he played Wizards summer league. Um, yeah, very, very good player. Exciting for Hawks fans. A few news around the NBA. Obviously, the NBA is finalizing. There is a few guys that are making rosters, not making rosters. Kiefer Sykes, who signed with the Pacers, has been waived. I'm presuming he's going to play in the G League team. Um, BJ Johnson signed a deal with the Magic. He's expected to be waived and spend the season in the G League as well with the Magic G League affiliate. Scotty Hobson signed with OKC. He was quickly waived. That means he will spend this season in the G League, which is interesting because I think he spent three years in the NBL, uh, Breakers, United, obviously just won with the United in the championship. So he's going back to the G League. Um, Dante Exum is the big one we will talk about. Uh, signed with the Rockets on a three-year deal. Everyone was hyped. Everyone was happy. And now he's been waived. Very, very weird situation. Um, Dante can't catch a break. What's next for Dante Exum? Does he seek another NBA contract? Is he heading to the NBL or cigar? No idea. Who knows? Um, it's a non-guaranteed deal, so I feel bad for him. You know, mm-hmm. thinks he's going to come into some security, some, some, you know, just yeah, security and consistency with the next three years, knowing that he's going to have a home in the league, and then bang, out the door. So it's not not an easy. Easy situation to be in for him. A uh, bit of unpredictability around it. Um, so, yeah, let's see where he ends up. I, I saw something about Southeast Melbourne CEO coming out or GM coming out and saying, because Dante Exxon's a part owner, isn't he? Yeah, he part owns Southeast you Melbourne know? Phoenix. Yeah. So it's kind of like they were talking about if he's if he wants to do that, they definitely try and make it happen. Um, so we might see him here. Who knows? An, an owner slash player. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Though. He'd play extra hard because what does he get if the team wins? He gets like a bonus or something. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like taking his own money. Yeah, facts. Um, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, it'd be dope to see him play in Australia. So we'll see. Um, the preseason blitz has been announced. Um, all games will be live streamed. Um, it will take place in Tasmania. 
um, and New South Wales and Vic from the 13th of November. Um, only six teams will be competing in Tassie. Um, the other four will play in New South Wales and Victoria. Um, interesting, interesting situation. Um, the Melbourne and Sydney teams will take place in New South Wales and Victoria, I'm presuming because of COVID. And the Queensland, WA, South Australia, Tassie and New Zealand teams will play in Tassie. Um, what are your thoughts on this little preseason tournament? Um, I'm pretty sure it's just kind of like a round robin with preseason games. Um, not too much to talk about on it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good little setup. I like the preseason blitz. You get to see a little bit. You get to see guys play. Uh, they might not play during the season. They like to just figure things out. I think coaches just looking at roster spots and rotation minutes and trying to figure out chemistry and vibe. Necessary part of any season, preseason. So I think it's, it's a good opportunity, especially in a COVID hit year. I guess it's it's good to get some legs, some Ks on the legs, just playing some some high level, high intensity basketball, back to back type stuff. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be good and it'll give us our first taste of the NBL this season. I don't, I, I hate reading into preseason though. Like I just don't do it. You never know what coaches are doing. You never know what teams are doing. You never know what players are doing, yep. and you just don't have a, a clear indication of anything. Uh, but uh, I still watch all of it just to just engage what I can from it, you know. Uh, Justin Justinian Jessup, uh, big name last year. He is returning to the Illawarra Hawks. He was potentially going to go to Golden State after they drafted him two years ago. I think he's got the international clause or whatever it is, um, and he's going to come back to Illawarra. So another big piece for the Hawks. I mean, big news this week: um, Harvey, Xavier, the new import, Duop Reef. They got Jessup. They're looking very good. They got the Froling brothers. Isaac White's had a big offseason in the NBA one. They're looking really good, Illawarra. So keep your eye out. Um, ESPN updated their mock draft. We saw this mock draft come out two months ago in August. Um, and then they've released their new top 100. Now, there's a few interesting ones in here. What's the biggest one that steps, stands out to you? If you haven't seen them, it's on our page. Um, the, there's a few NBL guys and there's a few Aussies in there. So what's the biggest one that stands out to you? The, the biggest one that stands out in terms of not being there is still for me, Luke Travis. Yeah. You know, this, like I, I'm going to speak on that much more. People are going to be sick of me talking about Luke Travis. Um, but for sure, I, personally, I think... Osman Jang, I'm going to be really interested to see how he goes. Yeah, I mean, 11th, 11th, 11th best prospect. He's up there from 14th. But once again, it's like, this is my take on it for what it's worth. I don't think people that put these lists together know what they're doing. In fact, I don't think anyone that puts a list together like this can be accurate in any way. Like you're guessing, man. Half of it is guesswork. You, you don't know. So many variables go into making a list like this to who gets drafted and who gets picked and who gets who becomes successful. So it's like, I can only talk on the fact that I think Travis is an NBA athlete, NBA potential, NBA skill set. So I think he should be somewhere considered in, in top 100. I think he's there. As opposed to like, oh, should Dyson Daniels be 15th or 16th? Like, I don't know. Man. Like, I can't really answer that. Like, it's just, yeah. it's crazy to, to think that they rank it and they think that it holds weight. I would, I would love to see a little stat or a survey on how many of these top 100 lists they put together and then the actual draft class that gets picked and knowing yeah. how accurate it is. And then I would love to also know how many of those 
draft picks that get picked as a lottery go on to become really successful NBA players. Like, yeah, there's just true. so many holes in the system. It's like, it always takes me back to that one story where it's like, Steph Curry was spoken about as being like too small, not NBA athletic, makes poor decisions in the pick and roll. Bad shot selection. Can't lead a team, bad shot selection. And it's like, he's the greatest, arguably the greatest point guard to ever play. Yeah. So exactly. it's like, to me, it's like, it's neither here or there. Yeah, it's cool to talk shit about it and chop it up and just try and try and get some conversation rolling. But I mean, I mean, all, all those guys that are on that list and, and are making that list have a chance to make the league, uh, whether it's this year or next year when they get drafted or later on in their careers, depending on how they develop. So I'm more excited just to, to see some Australian talent get recognised on the world stage and seeing how far they can actually get. For sure. Um, ben Simmons, in other news, has returned to training camp. Very, very interesting. Um, very interesting topic. I don't know how, how dragged out the media took it. Um, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. But Ben Simmons, Philly, Philly posted a photo of him today at training camp. He's back. Um, Tobias Harris said it was perfectly fine, not awkward. Um, Doc Rivers said um, he's not in basketball shape at the moment, obviously, because he hasn't played in a while. Um, but obviously he'll get back there. Um, are you happy to see that? Are you happy to see Ben Simmons is back in training camp? Yeah, for sure. Like I'm happy to see him hooping again and yeah. hopefully the, the whole drama is put behind him. But I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know, but you can't imagine he, they would drag it out like that and things are just rosy and, and, and perfect at practice. Like everyone's happy to have him. I'd always, I, always, I was thinking today, I was like, I wonder what it feels like to be a teammate. Mm-hmm. to know that he's like didn't want to show up didn't want to be there whatever's going on in the back end and then you know him showing up to practice how you'd feel and what the vibe would be like um but you know like i said i'm i'm i think what's gone missing in all of this is is his talent and his abilities because mm-hmm. people have just forgotten how much of a monster he actually is on the defensive end and how good he actually is at facilitating and being a 610 point guard which is you know he's an absolute beast so I'm just happy that he's he's hooping again, and and hopefully they figure it out whether they whether they trade him or whether they keep him or whatever it is. I want to see Ben Simmons get an opportunity where he's able to to show out, like I want for for every player really. But yeah, yeah I'm excited. Bottom line, the, but it's interesting to see the the stuff I was hearing is stuff like Danny Green, Tobias, all offered to fly out to him and kind of assess the situation and kind of keep it under control and get back on his side and kind of encourage him to come back to training camp. I heard that it got heated in the meeting room between Rich Paul, his agent, and Doc yeah. Rivers, um, yeah. because he's on it. He's on like a like a it's like a no trade clause contract or something like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like he has to come, otherwise he's going to get fined. Yeah. And That's... Rich Paul's kind of fighting back, saying like, "Nah, we don't want to be here anymore." But yeah, I'm happy to see him back. Uh, I saw the picture today. I was like, "Damn, like he needs a big season. That would be so cool to see." Um, yeah, can Philly run it back with the same team? I think so. I think I think Philly still has one of the strongest rosters in the NBA. I mean, Joel Embiid is probably one of the he is um, one of the most unstoppable players in the league. So yeah, I think if Ben Simmons um, plays well and steps up and steps up his confidence and stuff like that, I think Philly has a real good shot at the title. I don't think people should count him out. I'm with that. Yeah, yeah. I think they have a chance. They have a chance. Yeah, talking about the East and title contenders, shout out to the Nug NBA pod uh, teammate of mine that I was playing with a few seasons ago, Ben Kieran's Nugget. His nickname's Nugget. He's doing a podcast where he just dissects NBA things. And he made a point today about Milwaukee and I, I kind of resonated with me and I was like, oh, I never really thought of it like that. 
Milwaukee's like one of the only contending teams that hasn't had issues with COVID-related, vaccine-related type of things with people sitting out and figuring out rosters, this and that. They're getting the majority of their championship team back together. And Giannis is looking smooth in preseason with his jumper. So he had a prediction. He's doing like every NBA team's prediction almost, I guess. Um, and he said that he reckons they're going to run it back. And I thought about it and I was like, ooh, Milwaukee are going to be tough, dude. I was just thinking about their roster and how they played last season. So, yeah, Philly, I'm with it. Like, I think they have a chance. But then in the East, Brooklyn and Milwaukee are just going to be really, really tough, I think. I agree. Um, we'll get into our questions. For those who don't know, me and Hesh uh, ask each other a question at the end of each episode. Um, mine has something. I'll get into mine first. Mine has something to do with the topic we've talked about. If Dante Exum comes to the NBL, does Southeast Melbourne become automatically the number one contender? And does Dante Exum become the MVP favorite? No and no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like Dante. Yeah. I like Dante. I think he's he's a good defensive player. I think he's got great energy. I think he has NBA potential to help an NBA team and come on in spurts and, and give him that energy and six-man type buzz. I don't think he's a he's a type of guy that can carry a franchise and take a team like Southeast Melbourne to number one contender. Does he upgrade their roster? Obviously, like he puts him in the hunt of being top four and you can build a, a solid team around him. But you're talking about guys like Bryce Cotton, Tyler Harvey, um, the uh, what's the what's the Hawks new import? I just blanked out on his name. Xavier Rankin Mace. Like you're talking about some Vic Law, um, Peyton Seaver. These are some serious, serious hoopers that are all kind of NBA talent players. So I don't think it's it's like that anymore where anyone that gets bumped back from the NBA to the NBL is just that much more dominant than everyone here. Like the NBA's top end upper echelon of players are that caliber, are NBA caliber players. So I don't think he's he's just going to suddenly be the best player in the NBA. Um, in the NBL, sorry. So I'm going to say no and no, but um, I still mess with Dante. Like I, I like his game. It's just I don't think it translates to that type of player where he can just come in and take over and, and be the man and and have 35 a game type player. You know. So what do you think? Interesting. I didn't think you were going to say no or no. Um, I'd I'd say I'd say it's tough because Perth is very strong. I, I think Southeast Melbourne do become a really big threat if they do him. They do get him. Um, they've obviously got Xavier Mumford. Uh, they got Creek. They got Glidden. They got um, Adnan. They've got Zuki. Um, I think they're still yet to sign their last import as well. They, they'd have a third import. Um, so yeah, I think Southeast Melbourne do become very scary. If Dante goes there, I don't think MVP. I think MVP is going to be pretty much Harvey, Cotton, maybe RJ Hunter. Um, it, it would be pretty hard for Dante to get MVP. So, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd say maybe and then no. That, that would be my answer for Dante. Yeah, fair. Let's see what happens. That's gonna I, be think, I think a lot of people would have different opinions on that. Yeah, um, Yeah, we'll see. For sure. Good question. All right. My question. Give me your all NBL starting five, excluding imports. Oh, wow. Okay. Have a minute. 
let me let me bring up the rosters before I answer this. So while you have a think about it, and you, you wrestle with some some of the rosters, I'm gonna name my five. Okay. At the one, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick Nathan Sobey. Okay. At the two, I'm gonna plug in Chris Goulding. I think mm -hmm. he's still got some years left, being a, shooting a three at a high clip and and doing what he does. Yeah. At three. I'm going to play a, a three and four combo that I think are interchangeable in Luke Travers and Xavier Cooks. Yep, Xavier Cooks. And then my five man is going to be Sam Froling as a guy to just get the glass cleaned up, role playing, screen set up, dirty work type of guy. Yeah. And honorable mentions, I'm going to have Dua Reit. I think he was a tough one, and and Big Joe, Bojo, Joe Luau, actually. I think he was someone that I was thinking about. Um, and obviously, Finn Delaney as well, that wing position. Um, but for I think he, he makes a push to come in for Goulding, but I just need that that somebody to stretch the floor and shoot that ball and, and make sure defense stays honest to defend the three-point line. Mitch yeah. um, Creek also as well was the other one that I had. Yeah. So, that's that's mine and, and uh no I'll let, you, I'll let you have it who you got okay so mine is i've got nathan sobey i've had a little think about it i've got nathan sobey running the one i think that's pretty clear um he'll he'll go again for mvp odds um i've got chris golding at the two the reason why i put chris golding there is i still think he's melbourne united's number one option um, i think delhi will be a defender slash facilitator i don't think he's going to come out here lighting it up I still think Chris Golding is a number one scoring option. I got Finn Delaney at my three. I think yeah. he's in for a really big season. I know New Zealand got deeper and they have a really good squad, but I think Delaney still plays a huge role in that team. And I think Breakers will make a push for the top four. I'm not going to release who's in my top four yet because we are doing a season preview, but mm -hmm. Delaney will be big this season. Then it gets interesting because you can have Sam Froling, you can have Creek. I'm going to put Duop Reef in there. Um, I think he plays a big role in the Hawks' success. I mean, the big man position, he's going to be good defensively. They're going to be throwing him lobs. Um, I think he plays a huge part in what the Hawks are going to do. I think Hawks will make a push for the number one seed, which helps his case. And then at the five, I'm going to go Isaac Humphreys. He played really good last season before getting injured. Um, if Adelaide do all right, which I think they are set to do, I think Isaac Humphreys also may make a push for MVP this year. So there's my five. Sobey, Goulding, Delaney, Wreath, Humphreys. Damn, I forgot about Isaac Humphreys. Yeah. <laughs> and the more I think about it, I'm like, do up Wreath or Froling? Froling, Wreath, Humphreys, and Joe Luau Achul are like, for me, just really hard to pick between. Uh, at the five spot. I like my four. I like Cooks and Travers interchanging. I like Cooks as well. Goulding. I could put Cooks in. Could have put Creek in. So yeah. it's, it's a tough one, but you know, I gotta go with what I first said. Uh, sure. But Humphreys is gonna be a monster this year if he stays healthy. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to see how Creek will go. Someone one of the MBL analysis put him in there, MBL first team without with imports. Um, yeah. which is crazy to see. Yeah. Um we'll wrap it up there. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, stay tuned for Quiet Noy episode, um, dropping soon. Uh, we appreciate you guys joining us. Make sure you guys follow us on all streaming platforms and whatever streaming platform you're listening on and follow us on Instagram at TV. We appreciate it and we'll catch you next time.